Welcome to the Restore Church Sermons podcast. We're so glad you joined us here today. We hope that through this message, you are encouraged, challenged, and strengthened. If you want to know more about Jesus, Restore Church, or have any questions, please head to restorechurch.com.au. Well, welcome, Restore Church. Welcome to 2020. It's exciting. It's great to see you here. It's so, so good to see your faces. So many good-looking faces here, which is awesome. Um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, as Tom was saying, like going away, I was just away for one week, but it's funny how much you can miss this place and miss these people. And it's, it's great that we can be here together in, in January and gather together. It's great to see such a good turnout too. I know often a lot of people are away or, you know, just when you're in holiday mode, pe- people can even take holidays from church, which is funny to me, but you can do that. So, um, it's, it's great, great to see you here this morning and to be sharing with you. So my name's Jake, and for those of you who don't know me, I'm the associate slash youth pastor here, which is fun. Yeah, shout out Restore Youth. They're all up here on the front, so I was like hoping they'd back me up there. It's cool. Well, if you want to turn your Bibles to Hebrews, the book of Hebrews 13, verse 8. Hebrews 13, verse 8. If you've got your text, your uh, phone Bible, I know a lot of people have those. That's okay. Jesus still loves you. You're going to have a physical Bible. Whatever you got, turn your Bibles to Hebrews 13.8. And it says this, pretty simply, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, uh, hopefully by the end of this message, that will get a bit of a cheer, because I haven't explained it yet, so I understand why you're just like, okay, yeah, cool. But by the end of it, you'll be like, whoa, right? That's the idea of today. So I want you to underline that, highlight it, draw a little decorative box around it if that's what you do, whatever you need to. Make sure you, you highlight this verse because this is actually such a powerful truth. This is actually such an important thing that we're going to get into today. This verse will actually change your life. Now you've probably heard this verse a million times if, if you're like me, if you grew up in church. Maybe you, you haven't and this is new for you, but for a lot of us I feel like we've heard this verse like a bazillion times, right? And, and it's kind of like, okay, cool. But for me, if you're anything like me, I've kind of read this verse and been like, Okay, I kind of get what that means, but I don't really understand why that's such a big deal, right? I can kind of look at it and be like, yep, cool, next, next verse. But I think there's actually so much packed into this, this one verse that tells us so much about who God is and, and, and why it's so important. There's so many verses in the Bible that are, that are similar to this about God being unchanging, not just Jesus Christ, but, but Malachi 3.6 says, The Lord, I, the Lord, do not change. 2 Timothy says, If we are faithless, He remains faithful. He is consistent. And I'm, uh, as, we, as we get into this today, I was, I was thinking this week, you know, what, what is it about this verse? Why does knowing that God is unchanging, why does that make a difference to my life? Why does, why does that matter so much? You know, what is it about this verse that, why, why should this get me excited or why should this bring life to my spirit? So I don't know, if, is anyone else in that same boat? You kind of like half get it, but not really? A couple of people, people, most of you are like, no, I got it, you're an idiot. So that's fine. Well, hopefully you can just bear with me as I explain my process. So I'm, you guys are geniuses. All right, I think we, we live in a world of, of inconsistency, right? We live in a world where there's always something new, always something new happening, right? If we just look at even the last year, we look at the last decade, a lot has changed. You know, we see population increase, one thing, like Australia is just continuing to grow and more and more people coming in. Sydney's now over 5 million, you know, and we see just in population that the world is changing. We see that jobs and the way that we work has changed. We don't really do it the way we used to anymore. 
that, that, that people can take all sorts of different jobs and juggle two to three jobs and work weird hours and work from home and all sorts of stuff. Like everything kind of changes in that, in that way. Technology is changing. It's, it's rapidly increasing as, as we develop new technology. It actually helps us make more technology faster. So it's like exponential growth of this crazy technology. Like if you look at a GoPro, right, when I was a kid, that was like, there was no way anyone could make a camera that small that good. And now it's like, yeah, well, it's just a GoPro Hero 5. Who needs it anymore, right? But, uh, or your iPhone, like that's just crazy. When I was a kid, there was no way I could imagine someone being able to watch any movie anywhere they want, just press play and it's there. It's like, what? It's crazy, right? And so technology is changing and we just kind of try and keep up with it. We see the inflation, right, is a big thing. I've been reading Barefoot Investor, okay? Anyone Barefoot Investor fans? You should have two books in your world, the Bible and Barefoot Investor, I think. So it's a great book, and I've been reading just, even there, there's a lot of change in this thing called inflation. Who loves inflation? No one, right? You know, in 1970, a loaf of bread cost 24 cents. And then in 1990, so 20 years later, it cost $1.67. Now, if we fast forward to today, 2020, an average loaf of bread's about $2.36. Then if we keep going, in another 20 years, a loaf of bread will cost about 5 bucks 70 Who's looking forward to paying 5 bucks for a loaf of bread? Yeah, not me. But if we go even further, right, to 2076, right, so a few of us will be around by then, a loaf of bread's going to cost you 14 bucks for one loaf of bread. That's crazy. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I can handle that, right? So inflation, like things are changing, right? And then we've got the way we communicate has changed. Like if you told me when I was, when I was a kid that you could shoot someone a message in their pocket and they could read it, like that's just nuts. I remember the day when I went to MSN and you could... It, at first, it was just like you had to wait, and then text would come through, and then they developed that little thing where you could see that someone was typing something, a little dot, 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 and I was like, wow, I can actually see when they're typing something. Like, that was a big deal for me. But communication has even changed. The things we believe have even changed, right? Fat was bad. Now fat, fat was good. Now fat's like, who knows what fat is anymore? I don't even know, right? It just changes all the time. We used to believe that smoking was good for you. Doctors used to make ads about how smoking is a good thing, right? And now in Australian culture, we call them cancer sticks, right? We've changed our view on smoking. You know, there's so many things that, are, that have shifted in our culture, in our society, just even in the last few decades. We're in a constant world of change. I actually wanted to do some, some photos of this, right? Hopefully this thing works. Next. There we go. This is what I grew up on, right? That was my playground, okay? A death slide. Anyone else been on this slide before, right? If it's 40 degrees outside, you would literally catch on fire as you went down. And, and that was fun. We're like, yes, he's on fire. Woo, running. And uh, you, not to mention, you didn't even have to go down the slide to kill yourself. You just had to try and climb up the ladder and you'd fall off the top. My, I remember my friend broke his arm just trying to get up the thing, right? And now we have this. This is our world now, right? It's like, oh, that's cute. It's like this high. It's like my kids are going to be so soft, right? I want my kids to grow up in a... If you had that, you had that swing and then you, sorry, that slide and then you probably had a wooden swing set, right? That was so creaky when you go like the whole, you'd look like it was going to break. That was, that was me growing up. What about uh, this, right? We used to think this was a good idea, okay? So apparently in England, they made these baby cages, right? And they would put them outside because they thought it was great for the baby to have fresh air while you're doing something inside. Not to, I don't know why they weren't afraid that cage could just like literally drop and your kid's gone, right? And nowadays we walk around like this with kids, right? Right? It's like, you know, make sure, keep your kid on a leash. Come here. Right? I've seen, I've seen a kid, literally, I've seen a mum pulling the kid on the leash and the kid turns around and is like, and I was like, even the kid thinks he's a dog, right? So no offense if you have a kid leash. Well, you can be a little bit offended. I don't mind. Um, 
kid leashes, that's a thing. Uh, that used to be what our earth looked like and now it looks like this, right? The flat earth. We're all in a glass dome, it's all... Okay, I don't believe that for anyone that's... Uh... Right? We used to think these kind of swimmers are cool, all right? Imagine, who would wear this to the beach nowadays? Anyone want a suit like that? A few people? I mean, some people have the body for that kind of a suit, right? I don't want to see you in speedos. You'd look a lot better in that. But we, have, we used to think this was great, right? Men in crop tops. My dad used to wear a crop top. Like, what? Well, I don't want to see your midriff. Like, why are you, why are you guys wearing this? And, and the mullet, not to mention the mullet. And the short shorts, mate, it's the whole getup. It's incredible. And ladies used to wear shoulder pads like they were gridiron players, right? Any ladies in the, in the house wear pads on their shoulders? Oh, there we go. All right. Oh, it's crazy. So we used to think these things were cool, right? This was our world. I mean, even I have changed, okay? That's me with the blonde hair up the front. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's me with the bowl cut. I literally think the hairdresser stuck a bowl on my head and chopped all the way around it. That's all he did. And I, I do not approve that haircut. If you're wondering why that haircut looks familiar, it's because you've probably seen it here, right? Shocking. Shocking. Anyway, put another shrimp on the barbie. Anyone seen that scene? Okay. So our world is changing. Our world is changing. And uh, we live in constant change. You know, there's this age-old saying, right, that, you know, um, the, only, the only constant is change. That we can expect that the only thing that we can actually expect is going to be some kind of change. But I don't know about you, but it can often feel like it's hard to keep up with all this that's going on, Right? And I think our technology and our social media and, and the internet doesn't actually help us in all of this because we're constantly feeling the need to go check it because things have changed since we last looked at it. And we want to keep on top of things. We don't want to, we don't want to miss out. We have FOMO, but we've also, we also feel the need to stay on top of everything that's happening and all the world events and like everything. And it's just this constant kind of mad rush just trying to stay on top of an ever-changing world. We live our lives in this mad rush or we live our lives in fear of, of what's coming up, Right? Because we, we don't know, there's so much unknown, with so much change that's happening now and so much change that's happened behind us, it leaves us pretty anxious about what the future could look like, right? So we're at the beginning of 2020, and I bet a lot of us, uh, anyone excited about 2020? Man, not as many hands as I thought, okay. I think a few of us are excited about it, but I think, I think it's true, I think for a lot of us, we already feel kind of stressed out for the year that's coming up, right? We already feel a little bit anxious about the year that's ahead, we already feel like, oh man, and you, and you can feel a bit overwhelmed by everything that you know needs to happen this year. We set all these goals for the year, New Year's resolutions, right? And we get ourselves pumped up about those. But even then, as the year starts, you're kind of like, oh man, I don't know if this is a good idea. And you can start, straight away start feeling just the, the pressure of trying to change, of something else new coming into your world. Is anyone else feeling like this, right? I know that for me, I can often feel a lot of the time like, like, I, like I can't keep up. Like I, like I don't know what to believe. I can feel disorientated. I can, all these kinds of feelings can come in, in, into my world when I just think about where we're at. And if that's you, then I have really, really good news today, right? And you probably already read the sermon title, but God does not change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the one constant in our lives. So I wanted to unpack this verse in Hebrews today. And to look at it a little bit more closely. Why do we need to know that Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever? So the first part is this, yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday is all about remembering. Yesterday is all about remembering. If we don't know what God has done or, or, 
or what he is like, then for him to be the same today or tomorrow has no meaning, right? You've got to compare it to something. You say he's the same as what? Like if we don't know what he was yesterday, there's no way we, it, it matters to us that he's the same today or tomorrow. And so we have to realize who God is. We have to actually remind ourselves who God is. And for some of us, maybe we've never even thought about God at all. And so we've got to find out who God is and who God was, right? And as we look at that. And so there's a couple of ways that we do that. But remembering is, is so important. I, I'm thinking of a story of an elderly couple who, who kept forgetting things, right? And so they went to the doctor and the doctor's like, well, one thing I kind of recommend for people is just start writing down some post-it notes when you think of something and stick it on on the house somewhere, and then later on, it'll help you remember what you need to remember. So they're like, okay, so they went home, sitting on the couch, and the wife's like, hey, would you mind making me a bowl of ice cream? And husband's like, yeah, sure, I'll go get it. She's like, maybe just write it down on a note so you don't forget. He's like, I don't need to do that. It's just a bowl of ice cream. She's like, well, can you add strawberries and whipped cream to that? Because she's a woman. She always has to add something else. And uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, babe. Um, she's over there taking care of the kids, and I'm over here slamming her. That's great. Okay. Um, and so she's like, can you add those? The husband's like, yes, I can remember that. I don't need a note. Ice cream, strawberries, whipped cream, done. So he goes into the kitchen and she hears a lot of banging of pots and pans and he comes out and he hands her a plate of bacon and eggs. And she looks at it and she's like, where's the toast I asked for? Some of you still don't get that. Okay. Um, we're not very good at remembering often. A lot of us aren't very good at remembering things, not just the elderly, right? Whoever's forgotten where they parked their car at Towers. Has anyone done that? Yeah, and you're like, somebody stole my car. And then it's like just down one level or something. Or Who's ever forgotten an anniversary or a birthday, right? Don't put your hand up. You've probably suffered enough already. He said, don't, don't do that. Has anyone ever, young people, forgotten an assignment or a due date for those kinds of things? Yeah, and it's like the day before and you're like, oh, crap. So you just make something up and you get an A. That's what I do. Um, right? And so we forget things. We're not great at remembering all the time. But remembering when it comes to Jesus and what God has done is even more important. Way more important than where you parked your car. To remember who He is, and not just that, but to remember what He thinks of us. All right? First, first way to do this is the Bible, right? We come to the Bible, come to the Word of God. Because this is filled with stories about who God is and what His heart is towards us. From cover to cover, you can see the heart of God. And what I love about this is that from, from cover to cover, God's desire for us, does not change. It, Old Testament, New Testament, God always wants the same for us. Just different ways of, of kind of it going, happening, right? We used to do kind of ceremonies and sacrifices and, and obey a bunch of really weird laws. If you look in the Old Testament, you're like, why, why did we do that, right? There was a lot of different rules that we used to have to follow in order to please God. But, but God's heart for us never actually changed. God always wanted to bless His people he wanted intimacy with them and he wanted them to prosper. That's, that's his heart throughout the whole thing. And whenever there was, whenever there was things going wrong in the Old Testament or, or punishment or whatever, God at the end is always saying, I just want my people to obey me so that they will be blessed, right? The whole Bible, if you look through it, it's so amazing. Even Jesus said that all the laws, right, in the Old Testament can be summed up in two commands. Right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. So love God. And love people. That pretty much covers everything, right? So, and it's the same God. Jesus is the same as God. It's the same heart for us. God's intention has always been to bless us and want the best for us. His intention has not changed. He is faithful. He is loving. He is gracious. He is kind. He is wise. He is powerful. 
you'll see that same God throughout your entire Bible as you read it. And I encourage you to read it. Read it from cover to cover. Read the whole thing and find out who God is, what He says, right? The reason that God creates man is so He can have relationship with Him. The reason that He floods the earth is to, because He wants to start again so that way again He can be with His people and they can honor Him again and He can be close to them. He, this, the Bible is just filled with stories of God continuing to rescue His people. The Bible is just this, this story after story of God relentlessly pursuing us. And us, again and again and again, rebelling and rejecting Him. And again, He pursues us. And again, we accept Him. And then again, we rebel. And then He pursues us and we accept Him. That's the whole Bible. And that's why Jesus came to earth, because He's pursuing us. He wants us. And He's never, ever stopped doing that. He will always seek us out. And that truth matters. That truth alone should stir your spirit. You have a God who will never give up on you. God is consistent, who is faithful. The other way of remembering who, who God is and, and to find out who He is, is is to look at your own personal life, right? So to look at the Word of God, but also to remember in your own world, in your own life, in your own testimony. And so for, for some of us, it's you could think, I don't know where God was with me all those years ago. But as you, as you begin to actually look back, you can actually recognize moments where God was actually there, even though in that time you didn't, maybe didn't even know it. I'm amazed at how many people meet Jesus later in their life and then, and then they realize how much God was actually there in their past when they didn't even believe in Him. But God is there consistently in your world. And so for us, we have to remind ourselves what God has done. We have to remind ourselves who He is, what those moments where He showed up. And we have to go back and choose to remember those times, right? We have to remember who He is. What do you have to be thankful for? Think about which prayers have you prayed that have been answered. There's been so many times I've, been, I've prayed about things in the past and then later they've been answered and I haven't even realized. And then I, later on I'm like, oh, I was praying for that like years ago and now it's actually here and I haven't even recognized it, right? There's so many times when that's happened to me. What prayers have you been praying and God has actually already answered? Maybe you're in the middle and you're still praying that God's going to answer those prayers. Where is God? How has God revealed himself to you in your life? What truths have you learned about God and his nature? to remind yourself of that. Your testimony is powerful. And it's important not just to look at Scripture, but to look at your own life and your own story. Because there are going to be other people that are going to relate to your story. And you're going to be able to show them and point them to Jesus. Remember what God did yesterday, last year, last decade. When you identify those things, it's actually going to give you faith and it's going to give you hope for, for today. And that leads us into the next point. Today. Jesus is the same yesterday and today. Today is all about connection. You see, when you know who God is and you remember all that He has done, when you've looked through Scripture and you've realized the nature of God, the character of God, right, that, that truth uh, that He is here today, the truth that He is the same today carries a lot more weight. When I know that God is wise, then I know that today I can ask Him for wisdom. When I know that God is forgiving and kind, then I know that I can approach Him and, and actually meet with Him today. When I know that God is powerful, I can actually be in the middle of an impossible situation but have faith that it can actually change. What we know about God should actually impact how we behave today and how we approach Him today. God is the same today and truth is all about connection. This, this, this word right here is an invitation. It's an invitation to say, I, I'm the same today. I want to know you today. I am the same God and I have things that I want to reveal to you today. I have things I want to do in your life today. God is here now. We sang that song today, Waymaker, right? God is here 
moving in our midst. God is here today. God is alive and God is moving and He wants to know you today. When Jesus left earth, He sent us the Holy Spirit, His Spirit on earth to be our helper, to be our comforter, to be our encourager, to be our empowerer. And the Holy Spirit is here and and very much alive. The Holy Spirit is actively moving all across the globe. And maybe you didn't know that. Maybe you thought Jesus or, or, or whatever or God was something that used to be, but, but God is still very much alive and very much moving. And there are, there are so many people in this room that could testify to that. You see, when we look back in the, in the Scripture, we see that, that Jesus performed so many incredible miracles here, right? He, he opened the eyes of the blind. He helped deaf people hear. He helped crippled people walk. He raised the dead. Right? Dead people coming alive again. He, he walked on water. He fed a few, few 5,000 people with a few fish and some bread. He, he did so many incredible things. And what I love about that is that the same Jesus yesterday is the same Jesus today. And so those miracles aren't something that, that died when, when Jesus went to heaven, but those miracles are still happening because Jesus is still alive. And so there is actually so much power when we know that, that Jesus is the same today. Today is an invitation to step into a world of the impossible because you know and you've seen that God can do the impossible. It's an invitation into faith. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing to me as well that not only the, the way that Jesus performed miracles, but also all of his teachings still remain true. That it's not something that was great for them back then, but that the teachings of Jesus and, and, the, and the truth of Scripture still holds true. And it's amazing how, how much we stray from it and then people come in with these new ideas or a TED talk and it's basically just saying exactly what's written in here. And I'm like, yeah, we've been, that's here. Like, that's not a new idea. But they're like, oh, you guys are geniuses, right? It's crazy. God's truth remains unchanging because we are still human. We are still people and our hearts haven't changed for thousands of years, right? We're still the same and God wants to speak to you and His truth still holds true. We live in a world that is filled with lies and deception and false humility and and agendas and all sorts of stuff, right? And and that's the world we live in, but we can actually come to this and, and we can actually know what to believe. We can actually have something solid to build our lives on. Because I don't know about you, I so, so often I find it hard to know what to believe. I don't know what's true and what's not true. I don't know what to build my life on. But we have God's Word that remains unchanging. And that is actually the, the strongest foundation you can build your life on. And that will actually shift and affect your life for better. Right? These days as well, we live in a culture that, that teaches you have your truth and I have my truth. Right? And that's not true. Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is one truth. And we don't like hearing that all the time. We feel like it's a lot nicer to say you have your truth and I have my truth. But my truth could be I feel like it's a good thing to punch everyone in the face, right? That's not true, right? No one else is going to agree with me. But I think that's my truth. Go away, right? (laughs) That doesn't work. Like that we need to have a consistent truth. We need to have something that isn't, isn't bound by our feelings or what we think is right in the moment. Something that actually rings true regardless. And that's what's written in the Bible. If you, what I love about this is if you, if you read what's in the Bible and you apply it to your life, you'll find that it actually works. The more that I have I've taken the truths of Scripture and, and actually began to live it out, even when it seemed crazy and it didn't seem like it was going to work, it always works. And, and, and the more that I live like that, the more I realize my way of doing things is pretty dumb. And God's way of doing things, is, it seems backwards, but it actually works. 
right? Jesus brought in so many teachings that seemed so topsy-turvy, seemed crazy. Like he said, love your enemies, right? And we're like, no, why? Why don't I hate my enemies? And then they'll feel bad, right? But Jesus says to love your enemies, right? Jesus actually says, you know, give and it will be given to you. And I'm like, no, how about I just take and have and then I'll have, right? That's right. But Jesus says give and I'll actually give to you. The Bible says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And we're like, no, what? that doesn't make sense. If you run a race, the first is first and the last is last, right? But Jesus has this backwards way of thinking. But as you begin to actually live it out, you see that it actually works. You know, when I, when I actually love my enemies, I find that, that it's incredible that a situation that I, that I thought had no hope in it actually begins, I find restoration. And not only that, but I find that me in my heart, I'm actually set free. When I continue to hate my enemies, I find that there's bitterness and I'm actually destroying myself from the inside out. But when I choose to love my enemies, it doesn't really matter what's going on with them, but me and myself, I find freedom. You know, that, that's, there's truth in that. You know, give and it will be given to you. There are so many times when I've had to have great faith in order to give generously to something I felt God was calling me to give to. And I didn't know if I was going to have enough, but God has always come through. And I've always had more than I need. God takes care of us. He takes care of his children. The first shall be last, right? I found that when I actually am humble and I continue to try and stay humble, God is the one who lifts me up. I don't have to lift myself up. I don't have to try and puff my chest up and, and boast in front of people because God will actually lift me up, right? There's so much truth in the way that Jesus says to do things. And I love it. But I challenge you, don't take my word for it. Read this. Test it. You might, have thought, you might think, oh, you know, I hear people say all the time, oh, the Bible's an old book, it doesn't matter, it's stupid, it's got all sorts of inconsistencies. But I'm like, have you actually read it and actually tried it? Like, actually read some of it and have a go at it and see what happens. It's incredible. God's truth is unchanging, and that matters. It's, it's so valuable when we know that we have something we can build our lives on, right? When we can have something that, instead of guessing or just taking shots in the dark or just doing what I feel in the moment, we have something that we can actually like confidently put our trust in and build our lives on. Does that make sense? So Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, right? That's all about remembering. Find out who God is, His nature, His character. Remind yourself of who He is. God is the same God today. God actually is inviting you into a relationship today. God is inviting you into what He's doing today. But this also impacts our tomorrow, right? Forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Forever is all about hope. Forever is all about hope. Because when we remind ourselves of what God has done, when we, when we step into what He's doing now, we actually find that we have incredible hope for our future. Instead of being afraid of the future, instead of being afraid of the unknown, we, can actually, we actually can go into it with confidence. We can go into it not, not being a fearful, but actually being courageous and bold, right? A God who is the same, a God who is consistent, a God who is faithful, and, and He's ever-loving. Right? When, when we know that we have that God and He hasn't changed, Man, that's so comforting. And that gives me so much faith and that, that wipes away my fear. Do you know people in your world who are inconsistent, right? So like one moment you could see them and they're all happy, la la, and then the next time you see them, they're like, Arr! and you're like, hey, right? That's the second time I bucked this sermon. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? And so you, there's people that are like that, right? You're never quite sure what you're going to get. Right? Maybe it was your mum or your dad, and when they got home, you didn't really know which mum or dad you were going to get. Were they going to be the angry mum or they were going to be the happy mum? Right? 
And, and maybe you've had friends that are like that, where you, you, you really you have a good time with them, and the next time you hang out, you're like, oh, what, what the heck? Like, and you can't really work it out. Or maybe you have a husband or a wife who's like that, right? Don't put your hands up. Okay. Um, you know, you can have these inconsistencies, and, and, and it's actually really hard. And, and when you're around that person, it can actually give you a lot of fear and anxiety because you don't know what you're going to get. Does anyone else relate to that? You know people like that, right? If you don't know people like that, Maybe look at yourself, okay? Um, right? God wants you to be consistent. God actually wants you to be consistent. God wants His people to be consistent because He wants people to be His representatives and He wants His people to be stable. He wants His people to be, you know, someone people can actually rely on, that people could come to you and they know what they're going to get. You know, someone who is, is so emotionally grounded that people feel like, instead of feeling like you're going to bite their head off possibly, but they actually feel like they can go to you and be vulnerable because they know that you remain the same. Right? There is so much power in being a consistent person. And in the same way, it's so comforting to know that our God is consistent. Our God is unchanging. Our God is faithful. Our God is ever-loving. You can count on Him. You can trust Him. You can actually go to Him confidently because... You don't have to worry that he's going to snap at you because you've learned and you know who he is and that he's unchanging and that he is so patient, like incredibly patient. I do not understand it, right? Anyone that has kids, you're like, my patience, I thought I had great patience and then it's like, you get married and then it stretches a bit more and you're like, okay, I'm patient, even more patient now, it's great. Then you have kids and you're like, flip, I'm not patient, this is hard, right? God is so patient, he has no limit to his patience. He is so kind. He is so gracious. There's nothing you can do that God will, will be like, that's it. That's the last straw, right? He is always wanting you back. And what I love about Jesus is he doesn't just sit there and wait, but he's actually pursuing you. He is doing so much to woo your heart, to win you over, to have your heart. He wants to know you. He wants intimacy with you. He is gracious, forgiving, kind, patient. His love knows no bounds. And that's our God. This truth gives us hope because we know that we have a God who has great plans for us and He wants to give us a future. We know that we have a God who, 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 is, who is faithful and that we can trust. And so we can have confidence going into our future. The book of Hebrews also talks about fixing our eyes on Jesus, right? The author and perfecter of our faith. So you don't actually... You don't have to look around and, and so it can be so easy to be consumed with everything that's happening now, right? This constant changing, ever changing, ever inconsistent, crazy, flawed culture that we live in. It can be so easy to be consumed with that. But, but, but Jesus actually encourages us to fix our eyes on him, to actually stop looking at all of this inconsistency, but actually look to the one who is consistent. You actually have something steadfast that stays there, that won't move, that gives you something positive to, to move towards instead of trying to keep up with all this crazy just world that we live in. Jesus wants us to fix our eyes on him. I love that Jesus is, is strong and he's wise and he's powerful. We can trust him and we can have hope for tomorrow. And, and, and what I love is that you don't actually just have to go into 2020 with, with fear or anxiety. You don't even have to go in just with like a little bit of hope, but you can actually even go into your year with peace. You could go into your year with joy. Even though you might know there are some things that are going to come up in 2020 that aren't going to be easy, God can give you supernatural peace and joy because you know who He is, you know that He is with you, and you know that He loves you, and that He will be your rock. 
Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can look at the change this last year or this last decade, right? And there's been a lot of it, right? I'm so thankful my hair is not a bowl cut anymore. We can hear all sorts of predictions about the future. Everyone's predicting about what's going to happen and all of this. But we can know, right? We can, have, we can know that, that God's truth remains, that God's nature has not changed, and that we can have confidence and actually go in with hope and joy for our future. Allow this, this truth, allow this, even this, just this one verse from Scripture to build your faith. Allow it to bring hope into your soul. Right? I, had a, I actually was going to share this at the beginning, but I kind of forgot. But um, I, as we were worshiping today, I had a, had a picture right, of, of, it was like a house and it was kind of hot and stuffy inside. And the window was a bit jammed or whatever, but then it just kind of opened. And all of a sudden this cool breeze came in. And that was the picture I had and I felt like God was saying there's some people here who you're sitting and you're uncomfortable and it's stagnant and it's, it's not pleasant and God's encouraging you to open the window of your heart. Open the window of your heart. Allow Him to speak. Allow His, His Spirit to refresh and to blow in your soul. So often it's not, it's not Him that is, is distant. It's us that don't want to allow Him in. God wants to come in and He wants to, he wants to change you so you can be a better person this year. God wants you to open your heart to Him today. God wants you to allow His refreshing in. And, and, and that, that, that takes a big step of faith. Because I know for a lot of us, we can get stuck up here, right? There's a lot of things that we don't understand up here. But, but to actually have faith and be like, okay, God, I don't know how this is all going to work out, but I'm, I'm letting you in. I'm letting my guard down. I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to let you speak and I'm going to let you love me. That's a hard thing to do. But I challenge you today, be courageous. Allow God to speak to your spirit. Allow the truths of His Word to challenge you today. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful that we have an unchanging, ever-loving, awesome, powerful Father. Right? You guys mind if I pray for you as we wrap up? I'll get the band up. That'd be great. Lord, I just thank You so much that You are consistent. Thank You that You are steadfast. Thank You, Jesus, that You are the same yesterday, today, and forever, God, I thank you that, 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 I, that I have something I can build my life on. I don't have to guess that I can actually have faith and confidence. Jesus, I pray that, that today that, that we would open our hearts to you, God. Maybe for the first time, maybe for the billionth time, but Lord, that we would open up that, that window and we would let your refreshing spirit into our hearts. You would speak to us, God. You would remind us who you are. You would remind us what you think about us. That we would find refreshing here today. God, I pray that we would go into this year with joy and peace, knowing that we have the most incredible Father in existence who is on our side. God, that if you are for us, who can be against us? Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that you're very much alive, God. I thank you that your spirit is here right now, stirring in our hearts. Lord, that we would let you in. Speak to us now. Speak to us now, God. This morning, we're going to step into a time of communion. So that's just, we just take the, the blood to remember Jesus' 
His blood, I'm going to take the juice, I should say. And remember the, the blood that was spilled for us as Jesus paid our price on the cross. We remember His body that was broken as we take the bread that He, 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 was, he was broken for us to pay the price that we could have freedom, that we could have life. He showed us the greatest act of pursuit by, by doing that, by sending His Son to die for us. Jesus loves you and He's made every way for you to come to know Him. And so today as we take communion, let us remember that. Let us remember who God is and what He has done that He's the same God today. And I encourage you to step into that, that invitation today to commune with Him, to invite Him in your heart. Awesome. Well, in your own time, if you guys want to take that, then we might worship together.